Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, including Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Educational AD, this time featuring the FIAAA Insider. Our, our guest today is a very dear friend, Dan Como. Dan's a certified Master Athletic Administrator. He's a longtime AD in the state of Florida, currently retired, but still very active. He's on our FIAAA Board of Directors as the Director of Mentoring, and he's also still very active and with the national organization as well. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jake. It's, uh, it's always great to hear from you and, and uh, have a conversation with great athletic directors. Okay. Well, again, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, as you know, uh, the life of an athletic director uh, never stops, especially these days. So we're going to jump right into it. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, uh, where you went to school and college, and, and how that love of sports, you know, led to your uh, position in uh, teaching and coaching. Well, I grew up in a, in a town uh, just north of Boston. Um, grew up there, went to high school there, ended up coaching at the same high school I graduated from. Oh, wow. um, uh, the love was, was football, hockey, and baseball at that time. Uh, did some officiating for the Massachusetts State uh, Association uh, in hockey and in and, um, and football. Uh, went to Salem State College, which is um, a university now uh, just outside of Boston. And um, got my first athletic director's job when I was about 23 years old, working at a private uh, Catholic school. And I got a, a taste of what it's like very early on. I was one of the youngest athletic directors in the state at that time. Uh, did that for two or three years. And then I left, I left teaching and coaching and went to work for uh, the defense department, which is now Lockheed Martin. And I worked for them for about 12 years. That's how I got to Florida. They transferred me down here. And wasn't my favorite job but I can tell you the positives that came out of that, I got a good sense of business, which as you know, as an athletic director, you're running a business. So I, I left that and went back into teaching and coaching and um, worked at New Smyrna Beach High School as a football coach, uh, got the athletic director's job there, moved on to Pine Ridge High School in Deltona, 12 years there, and ended my career opening up Treasure Coast High School um, and was there for 13 years in Port St. Lucie. 
Wow, what a, uh, a varied career. I knew bits and pieces of that, but let's talk about uh, Treasure Coast for a minute. Um, it's certainly a unique uh, opportunity to open up a, a school from scratch. Talk about some of the, the challenges that you faced and, and some of the exciting things about opening a brand new school. Well, I was the, uh, the third employee actually of the school. There was a principal, one assistant principal, and they brought me on early uh, to get the athletic program uh, situated and, and going in the right direction, hopefully. Um, it, was, um, it was an exciting time. The buildings were not up. I got hired in February and we opened up in August. Uh, I, was, I was fortunate enough to go to the building um, meetings once a week on Tuesdays and talk about the athletic facilities, what we, our needs were and what our um, what our goal was and how we wanted things to look. So didn't get everything we wanted, obviously, but uh, it worked out very well. It was an exciting time. Um, the challenges were trying to tell non-athletic people how to build an athletic facility and the, and the needs that you had. Um, we often didn't see eye to eye, but um, my, my job was to persuade them on, on what we needed to be uh, efficient. When you um, when you first opened up, you know what was the uh, you know the feeling from the staff, the students, the coaches? Uh, it, it must have been, uh, I guess, exi a very exciting time. It was. It was. Um, there's there's a couple of schools here in St. Lucie County, uh, St. Lucie West and Fort St. Lucie High. Um, we designed a T-shirt that year for the community, and all it said was there's a new team in town. And that kind of marketed things where people were, what do you mean there's a new team in town? What is, what is this all about? And it got the curiosity going, which was, uh, it was really good. We, we passed out tons of t-shirts to the kids that were coming. Um, and very soon people knew that the new team in town was the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very cool. You know, Dan, in our uh, business, we always talk about the importance of leadership and, and mentorship. And, uh, you know, I, I know you've heard me say this a million times. I'm going to say it again. You were certainly one of my uh, mentors as far as getting me started in FIAAA. Who were some of your mentors, uh, either teachers, uh, coaches growing up, or people that you worked with or uh, worked for? Uh, whose voice did you hear, uh, you know, as you were talking with your kids and coaches each day? Well, first and foremost, uh, I had a very solid um, upbringing. My, my mom and dad were very, very influential in my life. They did not push me in athletics at all, um, but they were at all the games and, you know, they were very supportive, um, but didn't push, which was, which was kind of nice. Um, I think the first coach, his name was Dick Farley. He played for the Chargers back in the day, and he ended up being the head coach at uh, Williams College in North Adams, Massachusetts. Um, he and I'm a hockey guy. And for some reason, my parents didn't mind me playing hockey, but they didn't want me playing football. And uh, kind of football was kind of like the get in shape for hockey kind of thing for me. And um, they convinced my mom and dad that there's more to football than just playing a game. It's a family and you learn life lessons. And that was important as I grew up, knowing that the, the life lessons can be passed down to the kids of today. You learn the determination, you learn goal setting, you learn time management. Those are the things that are important when it comes to educational athletics. 
And, um, you know, along the way, I had very supportive principals, uh, some coaches that I worked with, John Maranto out of Mainland High School, uh, Larry Frabel, uh, the, the, my head coach as a high school player. Um, those people influenced, and it, it was a good backdrop for me to learn life lessons. You know, you've certainly been a driving force in, uh, in both FIAAA and FHSAA. Uh, I think some of our younger ADs that listen, they, they don't always understand, you know, that, that that's a journey, that's a process. And for, you know, you and me, it's still going on. But talk a little bit about how you got involved with FIAAA and how that, you know, led to involvement, um, you know, with NIAAA. Well, you know, as an athletic director, you look around and principals bounce things off of principals, assistant principals bounce things off of assistant principals, teachers bounce things off of teachers. Athletic director, you're out there by yourself. And oftentimes the principal will say, you're the athletic director, go do your job. They don't know what the job entails. A lot of people don't know what the job entails. So when I, when I was given the the opportunity to be an athletic director, I wanted to learn as much as I could and absorb as much as I could. And I know enough that I don't have to reinvent the wheel. There are people out there that do it every day. So I got involved with the FHS, uh, FIAAA and the uh, NIAAA, went to all the conferences. In 25 years, I've missed one conference uh, in one year. And every time you go, you learn. There, are, there's information that that comes out. You know, it's it's not a job that it's the same every year. Things change, and you've got to stay up with the times. You know, again, talking about you know your your long career, um, how has the job, the day to day job of a school based athletic director, changed? Um, you know, maybe not you know since you got started, but you know, maybe just in the last, uh, you know, 10 or 12 years, um, you know, how are things different now in 2020 than they were maybe when you first started at Treasure Coast, uh, I guess it was about 12 years ago? I think the technology um, morphs itself every year. There's something new uh, that goes on techno with technology that enhances our job, makes it diff more difficult sometimes, um, you know, even this year with Zoom going on and with the communications of the coaches to the players, uh, the distance learning, the, the technology has really taken off and, and made, our, for the most part, our job easier and better. Uh, you know, years ago, they said, oh, we're going to, technology is going to make us paperless. We're not paperless. We never will be. But you go back 25 years ago, we would do an eligibility on a piece of paper, writing names, and hopefully snail mail got it got to the FHSAA in time where you could have a kid eligible. Today, it's a click of a button, and we can do our paperwork now uh, online with, with um, electronic signatures. Things have changed a lot. Mm -hmm. um, you look at changing films years ago. You had to drive somewhere and ex exchange a videotape or something. Today, it's a click of a button when you, when you look at like quick cut or, or huddle. And those have made things much more efficient, much easier. And you can get things to colleges in a much more efficient way for the, for the ones that are going to the next level. Mm -hmm. um, 
Let's go and talk about uh, COVID. Uh, certainly it's had its impact on um, sports across the country and you know, certainly in Florida. Uh, we've seen a variety of responses across the country. Some states have actually switched seasons, you know, football in the spring, baseball in the fall. Other states, it's business as usual, you know, we're going to play. Um, I know you're retired, but you still, you know, obviously have your finger on the pulse of things there in, in St. Lucie area. What's going on right now in the St. Lucie schools as far as, you know, school starting up and as far as uh, return to play? Well, the, the schools here have made options, as most of them have, where you can do some learning from home or you can go to the brick and mortars. Um, practices are going on. Um, we will start up. We have our first game against Jensen. Well, they have their first game against Jensen Beach uh, next Friday night. It's a home game. St. Lucie County has allowed 15% of the total population of the stadium to be able to come in uh, to buy tickets. Once that 15% is, is solid, they'll shut the doors. In the gyms, it's 8% of, of, of the total population that can fit the gym. Martin County has done basically the same thing with the percentage. Indian River County, um, for their football games, they're allowing 1,000 fans and they're going to drop it there. And in the gyms, 800, uh, I mean, sorry, 300 fans into the gym for volleyball, and then they, they cut it off. So the, the, um, the trend is to stop this virus, but still have as much consistency and normalcy as we can have. Uh, and again, I think that's probably pretty consistent throughout the state. Uh, up in my area, uh, actually at our school, you know, we've had a couple of uh, positive cases. We had to, you know, suspend uh, football practice for a little bit, but they're back in action. How, uh, and again, we understand that you're, you know, you're not at the school right now, but what have you heard? Uh, are there the infections going down, uh, the positive tests, uh, you know, lessening, or, you know, have you seen a trend? Our numbers in, in this Treasure Coast area, I believe is right about 5% positive rate on, on, from testing. Um, it is going down slightly, but um, we do have some schools closed down. We have uh, some football teams that have been quarantined in the area. Martin County, South Fork, South Fork swim team is, is uh, quarantined for 14 days. It's, it's a process that you have to work through day by day. Dan, I want to go back and talk a little bit about uh, the mentoring program that uh, you have helped uh, develop uh, here in Florida. Uh, you know, we, again, we already you know, kind of touched on the leadership aspect, but you know, mentoring that next generation, mentoring the current generation. Talk a little bit about how that became a passion for you and some of the things that you have helped, uh, you know, usher in for both FIAAA and FHSA in regards to mentoring. Well, the mentoring program was developed around 2011. The FHSA came to us and said, look, a, a third of the ADs are, are, are quitting every year. And it's, it's a constant turnaround because they don't realize what they're getting into. And, is there a way, what, we, what can we do to help the athletic directors? We don't want to find people, we want to help them. So the FIAAA stepped up and decided, let's, let's do a, a program to help athletic directors, the new ADs or, you know, less than three years, 
to help them out and, and see their way through what they need to do. So I came up with a plan um, and it was very simple. I, I talked to athletic directors when they are in need of help, they'll call me. There's a bunch of venues that, that, um, that let them know who I am and where I am. And the conversation goes basically like this. I, I'll tell them, look, you got four people you have to answer to the National Federation, your state federation, which is the FHSAA, your district plans and policies that, that your district put together and your school based. Make sure they're all happy and make sure that you take bad things or don't let bad things hit your principal's desk. And at that point, I try to get a, a feel of what type of school they're in. Florida is so diverse, you know that. Um, you're in the panhandle. Um, Miami-Dade, there's schools every five miles. And I try to match them up with the district director of the FIAAA, they're, they're the key people. And if, if a county does have a county athletic director, I also copy them on the email and say, hey, uh, John Smith at such and such a school is looking for assistance. Do you have someone in your area that can help that person out? And then we, we work together to make sure that that person has a person to, to fall back on. Um, and I'll do a follow-up a week or two later on just to make sure that somebody contacted that person. And then we talk about um, try as a mentor to touch base with them every Monday. Hit the ground running on Monday. You know, you go over all the small things that or they're actually big things, but the, um, the time frame is for the week. Make sure your transportation, your officials, your workers, your venues, your buses, um, make sure you know where you're going instead of home and away and touch base with that. And you know, I did it with some ADs and it helped me along the way too, because I, I would check my transport. Oh, I got a transportation issue. I'm glad I talked about it on Monday morning. And then, you know, on Fridays, make sure that you're, following week is ready to go. Don't be scrambling on a Monday morning for a Monday afternoon game. Just little things like that. Make sure that you check your FHSAA website every day and look for deadlines and make sure that, you know, all your kids are eligible. It's just a constant reminder until it becomes a routine. You know, and I think a big part is just letting that uh, mentee know that there's somebody out there that they can call, you know, email, text, uh, and just say, hey, you know, what do I do about this? Uh, just that knowledge of knowing somebody's there is probably the biggest benefit. You know, the, the mindset of coaches is you're my enemy and I need to defeat you on Friday night or whatever night it is. The, me the mental attitude of an athletic director is we're all in this together. We need to make this work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dan, um, looking back at, um, you know, the schools you were at in Florida, um, what were some things, you know, maybe one or two things that you thought your staff, you know, your athletic staff, your coaches, uh, what was something that you thought you guys did really, really well? Uh, what's something that you're, you know, looking back, you're really proud of how you uh, uh, made that work at your school? I, you know, I, high schools are an educational institution. And 
I firmly believe you're there to for an education. Sports is just, you know, so some of it's the carrot to get you to college. That's true. But the education is the big part of it. And I, pro in fact, my CMAA um, project was a tutoring program that I developed at Pine Ridge High School um, for our athletes. And we had a uh, academic coach and, and it, it worked out really well. We brought a lot of kids a long way academically. Um, and, you know, we, we look at, I, I try to take a lot of pride when we do our uh, signing day ceremony. Mm -hmm. and, and the message usually, well, it always is, they're great athletes. We know that. That's understood. They wouldn't be on the stage if they weren't. But they also did what they needed to do in the classroom to be successful and be on that stage academically and on time. So that they were there for signing day, and uh, one year we had uh, we had 17 kids on stage for for signing day, which was wow. incredible. That was the year of Jeff Locke and and the boys, you know. <laughs> yeah, those are special times. Um, can you think of uh, you know? I know it might be tough, but I'm going to challenge you anyway. Can you think of you know maybe one uh, student athlete that uh, you know, maybe it was a challenging situation for them, but uh, it ended up being a uh, success story? Yes, I do have one. His name is, it was Theo. It was uh, probably four or five years ago. He was a wrestler and um, worked his tail off in the wrestling room and pretty much slept all day in the classroom. He was, he was, a, he was a rough one to get to, to do his, his, um, his academics. But he loved to wrestle, and that was the carrot. Uh, at the end of his junior year, he, um, he was at a 1.9, and he had a couple of exams to take, and he wasn't doing well in those classes at all. And we pulled him in, um, my secretary and I, and we had a uh, father-son talk. In other words, if you don't, if you don't have a 2.0, I'm not even going to let you come and watch wrestling. You're not going to participate anywhere. And I tried to scare him straight. And uh, he took his exams over the summer. Um, I called him in. I knew what his grades were. He didn't. And I called him in and I sat him down and, and told him, you have a 2.00. You made it. But by the skin of your teeth. And you have another year to go. You have to be straight because you're a great wrestler. He made it to the state finals. So that was his goal to, to make it to the state finals. So we stayed on him and stayed on him and, and ended up, he ended up with a 2.3, um, wrestled in the state finals and he graduated and we thought that was it. And he came to us in August and said that um, he had, and he was crying, he had received a full scholarship to Ellsworth College in Iowa over the summer for wrestling. And if, if he didn't have that wrestling, he wouldn't have not have made it. So it was a, it was a, a kid that could have gone either way, but he was a success story and we still stay in touch. Oh, that's great. Dan, we've been asking uh, athletic directors uh, this summer, uh, this following question. Um, back in the spring, you know, along with COVID, we also saw uh, a big increase in the awareness of uh, social issues and, and social justice, uh, 
you know, the events in Minneapolis and Atlanta, and then just recently in Wisconsin. You know, as a longtime AD, what are some things that we can do as athletic directors to do a better job of, uh, of being aware of these issues uh, in our schools, in our communities? What can we do better? I think communication is the key. Um, coaches need to sit down and, and talk to students about the social issues. You have, um, you know, the kneeling of the national anthem, it's such a controversial issue. And I see both sides, you know, and a lot of people do, but the discussion has to be there about what is going on in our society today. And kids listen to coaches. I can tell you the name of my coaches. I can't tell you the name of my math teachers and English teachers because I listen to my coaches. You know, and, and I think coaches have a responsibility to be able to handle social issues with their, with their players without putting their twist on it. You know, you got to stay with the facts. Uh, well, no, you, I, look at, I, you look at Facebook and all this stuff about the politicians and they're all jokes and it's, that's got to stop, you know. No, I, I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, again, you know, listening, you know, communication, uh, you know, certainly, you know, great ideas. Well, Dan, uh, as you said, it's always great to catch up with you. We're going to be talking soon at our board of directors meeting, but we're not quite done. Okay. We always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Now, as an experienced athletic director, I'm challenging you with uh, this task. You're going to send out a brand new AD on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three items in their toolbox. What three things are going to go in Dan Como's athletic director toolbox? Wow, good question. Um, I think the thing that helped me the most as an early on athletic director was I had a huge, and this is old school, I get it, but there are other ways of doing it, but I had a huge whiteboard on my wall and I had it for 25 years. And on that whiteboard was our schedules for the three or four months that, that, that were oncoming. If somebody changed a schedule, there was a time change or anything, it got changed on that board right away so that I won't forget to go and change it. Cause you know how many schedules we do between home campus and, and districts and um, you know, the school you're constantly doing schedules. Well, that whiteboard was the gospel. If it was said seven o'clock on that whiteboard, it, everything needed to be changed. So I think some type of um, planner, whether it be electronic, paper, a big white thing on your wall, I think that's very important for a, for a, a young athletic director to, to have at their fingertips. You know as well as I do, people call and say, hey, what's going on tomorrow? You just look at a glance and, and it's there. The second thing I would, I would make sure that you had five meetings a year, a parent meeting at the beginning, a coaches and three coaches meetings for each season, and then a coaches meeting at the end. Keep that communication going. Um, make sure your coaches know that you're backing them and that you're there to help them, not to hinder. And the third thing I would say is know your student athletes. 
A lot of them have family issues. A lot of them will come to you with, with issues that you can help them with. And the success that you will see by helping student athletes will be um, immeasurable. And can I put one more thing in the toolbox? Absolutely. <laughs> Take time for yourself and your family because we get wrapped up. You know, Saturdays, all every night during the week, take time for your family. They're important. They're going to be there when you retire and you want everything to be right. Yeah, I, again, I really appreciate you sharing that perspective. Uh, words of wisdom from a, a master athletic director. <laughs> Dan, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, you know, again, I can for our podcast listeners, you know, I actually get to see Dan's on his patio in uh, Florida, the sunshine in the pools there. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's great to be in Florida. Yes, it is. Thank you. Okay. To our listeners, thanks as always for uh, tuning in. Come back again next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening to the Educational AD podcast. Remember, these episodes are also available to view on YouTube. Go to the FIAAA Educational AD channel. Thanks again for supporting the Educational AD podcast.